connecting your team to the largest community of technology-minded leaders from tribes across the country. Welcome to the Tribal Hub Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Tribal Hub Podcast. I'm Michelle Bouchard, your host for today's show. I'm sitting down today at our TribalNet conference with Kimmy Gordy, a partner with Baker and Hostetler, LLP. Kimmy recently spoke here at Tribal Hub during the Managing a Hybrid Workforce Policy, Budgets, Privacy Concerns session. And thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, Kimmy. We appreciate it. No, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, such a topic that affects so many different yeah. organizations. 100%. So before we start getting into some questions um, about your session and policy and budget and the hybrid workforce, why don't you give us a little bit of background about yourself and your work that you've done that pertains to this topic? Awesome. Yes. So I am, I'm a partner in our um, privacy and data management practice group, and I specialize in helping um, organizations with a special emphasis in working with tribes who are dealing with either privacy and compliance questions and proactive work to manage their cybersecurity risk, but also responding to an incident when something happens. So if you have a ransomware attack, I can come in and help um, marshal, you know, your forensic investigation, um, any other help you need with a negotiation, for example, and, and rebuilding your environment and help kind of quarterback that to get, you know, the organization back on their feet following a, an incident. And then advise, of course, on any legal obligations you have, whether imposed by the state or, you know, your own tribal code. Yeah, that's great. I'm sure you've seen a lot more work in the past few years. Has it, you know, have you, has this always been a focus or is this kind of a something new that has this yeah. area? No, that's a great question. And I've been, I've been doing cybersecurity work for, you know, around five years. I've been a lawyer for 10, but um, it's really been a, a huge shift. We've seen more and more ransomware. And I think a lot of it, you know, happened in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. It's always been an issue. Cyber has always been a risk, but I've seen, you know, a lot more tribal entities targeted, I think because they have a casino associated or there is an impression that they do, that there's going to be a lot of money there. And so maybe that's the reason for the target. Um, another thing is just outdated security protocols can sometimes lead, you know, an easier attack. And so I've seen definitely an uptick in my tribal clients having, you know, phishing or a brute force attack or just, a, you know, good old ransomware where they, they lock up and take your data. Yeah. So in your session, um, you talked about a hybrid workforce and how this is something that nearly every business organization across the country is really, including those in, within India country, are really merging towards. Um, do you think this transition from a traditional workspace to a non-traditional hybrid space was um, you know, brought to the forefront because of the COVID-19 pandemic or were employees pushing for some kind of change before that even happened? That's a really good question. It's one I've thought a lot about. I think... I think it was always something people would have been open to, but it was not something that people, I think, thought were possible because at the management level, even in my own law firm prior to this, we were always, you know, expected and we're always available, you know, at home. But the idea of not going into that office space was just something that was very foreign. So then COVID-19 hits, everybody's throwing out laptops everywhere, telling people, okay, you have to go work from home. You can't come in. And for two years, we basically had this boom of working out of your kitchen and what it showed is that it's not just possible it's it's profitable we I, you know i think one of the reasons that it's here to stay is that employees appreciate the flexibility it 
really benefits people, especially young families who might be dealing with commute or childcare issues, allowing people to stay more effective in the workforce. And it, it shows that people are actually more productive. There's an average of, you know, two gained hours a day of work um, for employees that, that you wouldn't have gotten out of people otherwise. So I think it is, you know, there's definitely a benefit to having that in-person connection, but I think the hybrid model of having, you know, a couple days of flex and a couple days of, of maybe a designated team building time is, is going to be the way of the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. When you have this kind of a hybrid model, what are top two, three challenges as a business? Yeah, one thing I think we're seeing is, is a big discussion on the bring your own device policies. Are you going to need to issue, you know, laptops or tablets to your employees or are you going to let them, you know, remote in on their, their home PC that may be running, you know, Windows 7? It's It might be a completely outdated or older, older computer. And that's going to be something that is a budget decision for the organization on the direction they want to go. I think when in terms of mobile devices, you know, smartphones, tablets, bring your own devices is absolutely kind of the direction that it's trending. Um, everybody can has a smartphone, but there's going to need to be a compromise in having certain security features. Um, the, the key one there that's absolutely essential for any organization or tribe of any size is having multi-factor authentication. You absolutely have to have that in place, especially, you know, on your RDP, when people are remoting in, um, and on your smartphone to access email even it's something that we sometimes see employees have some pushback you know they don't want to install an app on their phone that's their own personal phone but it's it's you know the price we pay for that flexibility and so i think that's a conversation to be had and and the other challenge is that what is the reasonable expectation of privacy when you have a home work environment if you're using you know your work computer for personal activities you're accessing your email um, on your Gmail platform versus on your company platform, you know, where does that privacy go? And so it's, it's really imperative for tribes to have a good employee handbook and a good um, privacy policy in place that delineates, you know, when a worker has an expectation of privacy and what is going to be considered company property. Mm-hmm. And all that came about, it seems like so quickly that employers really had to turn on a dime and be like, oh, I need that policy now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Something they probably never even thought about. Yeah. Before. No, absolutely. I think it, it just was a, a huge flurry of activity in the beginning. Everybody was kind of, you know, scrambling and people had like, you know, their pets in the background on Zoom. And, mm-hmm. and now it's more yeah. of like a, a business as usual. And we're starting to see, you know, questions and long-term security concerns come out of this and and different compromises. You know, employees may need to be willing to download an authentication app onto their phone. Employers are going to need to be, you know, more flexible in saying, yep, we we are comfortable not using, you know, high-level monitoring. I mean, such as like a keystroke logging. I mean, yes, you can do that, but, you know, it's not... It's not something that's been shown to increase productivity and it can sometimes undermine trust mm-hmm. and it can feel a little bit like spying. So there's a, a yeah. good, you know, Give way to strike it. a balance, right, in, in allowing people to work and do their jobs and 
still have a semblance of, of privacy. Mm-hmm. So let's talk tribe specific. It, it seems like, like you said, casinos and governments are, are, are still, you know, are switching to this type of model specific to tribes. Like what are you, what would your recommendations be if a tribe came or a casino came and was like, you know, we really want to switch this over. What should our first steps be? Yeah, I think there's, I think there's two things for, for smaller organizations, for smaller tribes that may be in a more remote area. I think making sure you have the connectivity and bandwidth to support, you know, an RDP or a VPN environment and that you can actually, you have the IT staff or expertise to manage the security concerns is going to be a really key indicator of if you're prepared to go to a fully hybrid, hybrid workforce. Um, If you, you know, if, do you have the capacity or can you reach out to a vendor partner to adequately manage your firewall settings, make sure you're patching appropriately um, and able to do appropriate cybersecurity training and policies. I think that's a, a key concern for smaller organizations, especially when it comes to just general, you know, remote location or internet access. Some of my tribal clients that are that are located in, in more remote areas, really bandwidth is a key issue and the ability to, you know, if something goes wrong, you know, get in a new server to be able to stand mm-hmm. it up quickly yeah. um, or migrate everything to the cloud. So that's that's certainly a concern for, for many tribal organizations. On the other side, you've got, um, you know, when you have a hybrid workforce, you're working, you know, on reservation, off reservation, and there's this right. this you know unclear dichotomy of of is sovereignty still going to apply? And right now, that is you know that specific issue has not been challenged. But we have seen where there's been some questions, especially in the online gaming atmosphere, where if you know a server is located on on tribal land, but somebody is placing a bet is that still going to be considered Indian gaming if they are doing it remotely? And we, you know, we've seen where the Ninth Circuit has held no. We know that a similar case is being debated of regarding the Seminole Nation. And so I think that it's a potential for a challenge. One of the things that I would recommend to any tribe is to really start doing some self-regulation and, you know, create your own data privacy code and set of policies, how you are going to regulate this because the states and potentially the federal government is going to start regulating employee privacy um, much more heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like my next question was, you know, some of the biggest challenges you've seen. And I think, you know, one of the things that you just touched on was, you know, your data sovereignty tribes, even just moving to the cloud mm-hmm. is, is still a big concern. So there's a lot of things that they, a lot of tribes still need to work for before even kind of putting into place this hybrid model for it, for their employees. Right. Know? And I, I think that there's, you know, it's, it's never fun as a lawyer to have to say, it depends. I feel like we have to do that a lot, <laughs> yeah. but um, that's kind of the, the lawyer line, but here it's a little bit unknown. And so to the extent that a tribe can show that they are self-regulating and incorporating, you know, privacy. And if you are moving to the cloud, having a, a tribal data privacy code that actually addresses that you still own your data and it's considered to be sovereign, um, even if you're using a cloud-based vendor, I think is really, really important. Um, and just keeping abreast of, of the new technology, what does your license agreement say? Mm-hmm. Um, 
because ultimately it's a it's a risk-based decision you know are do you want to have an on-prem exchange server that you have to have somebody who is routinely checking the patching we know there's a lot of vulnerabilities associated with that i've had several tribes have have security incidents due to a vulnerability that came in through an exchange server or are you going to go to the cloud where yes your data is now held by a, a vendor and if that vendor goes down you're going to have some issues but it's not necessarily on you right so there's a a huge balancing act and and ownership and each one is going to require a a security investment and one other recommendation is is to always do you know a fire drill when we you know if you have tornadoes if you have you always practice i remember i grew up in denver and the main thing you know the elementary school kids would go out in the hall and like do the duck and cover for yep. a tornado and mm-hmm. you know it the same thing has to happen for cybersecurity and so whether you know you're doing a hybrid work environment or not having a really solid tabletop once a year where you're running not just your IT team but your HR team who does the payroll and even include some leaders from tribal council so they're prepared for the kind of decisions they're going to need to make if you have a major cyber incident you know your communications how do you reach out to members what do you share you know when do you have to call in do you need to call in other you know federal law enforcement even running that tabletop and that's something that it's one of my favorite things that I do for clients is a little bit of a boot camp you know a, a four to five hour exercise where we walk through soup to nuts I come up with the absolute worst case scenario that I've ever seen mm-hmm. throw some twists in it and we we run it just like a tornado drill so that on the back end you've at least thought of of the critical things and decisions you might need to make that seem incredibly impossible in a stressful situation. Right. That is amazing. So where are you? you This seems to be something that's very new or, or a little bit new for everybody in, in, you know, in the workforce to be dealing with where, you know, in 10 years, where do you see this? You know, I, if you had told me that, you know, two years ago, even we're almost on three years now, um, that my law firm would be, you know, fully hybrid. I mean, before COVID, I was still using my dial-in and I'm in a, a very large national law firm that, you know, is, has a, a top tier data security practice, right? Mm-hmm. And I was using a dial-in and it, the pandemic immediately changed it to where now, um, you know, I see my clients on on Teams or on Zoom, we see faces. It's, it's so much more personal and it's brought everything together. And I think that's gonna continue to increase. I think there's definitely gonna be some pushback, whether it's, you know, why do you need to go somewhere in person right. to, to meet? Can you do this over Zoom? And, and there's definitely a, a relationship component that's so important for in-person but I think on a on a day-to-day basis I think hybrid's definitely here to stay and we're probably going to see you know increasing use of technology and the questions I I think we're going to have in the privacy sphere are you know even just in the messaging right I I think about Teams chats Slack um, Mm -hmm. you know Signal which offers some level of encryption and then today in the the i the new iOS update, you can edit your text messages, and so I think about how that is going to change from an employer perspective, and and the new challenges that's going to arise if things go to to litigation, whether it's in tribal courts or not, you know. 
everyone's going to need to have flexible policies that they can adopt on the fly. But the most important thing is still going to be staying on top of your basic cybersecurity tools and having, you know, the unfortunately the budget um, to, you know, pay attention to those key issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally, last question: How have you been enjoying TribalNet? Is this your first time here? Have you been here before? Like, it is. It is my first time. Okay. I'm having having an awesome time. Everybody is is so welcoming. It's always a little nerve wracking to be, you know, to go to a, a conference as, as a delegation of one. But um, it is. It's been fantastic, and I, awesome. you know, I'm I'm so glad. Like my sessions that I'm giving are, are bookended on Monday and Wednesday, and so it's just been a really fantastic experience and and meeting people, some people that that I've had as clients before, and then making new relationships. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time again today. I really appreciate it. This is an amazing conversation that I think try are going to really appreciate hearing. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. For more information on today's podcast, just click on the show notes. If you have a story to share or a topic you'd like to see us cover, reach out to our team on LinkedIn or via email at contactus at tribalhub.com. See you soon.